It's early in the morning on a, mon a Monday foggy morning. A videotape has arrived to the office of the local <laughs> uh, journalist. He opens it carefully, knowing it's a videotape sent from the 1990s but has has waited until 2021 to be delivered and open. We see him on security camera footage wandering through the hall looking for a a player that can handle this. It was an old device that it was recorded on even in the 90s, looking for a Betamax player. He's going room to room looking for an old player that is going to be able to handle the format of this cartridge. Uh, and we see him uh, walk down the hallway and enter a dark room with storage and equipment. He, he gets to, to the back room. Everything is dusty. Everything is old. He founds a beta, Betamax player, but he doesn't have the plug. He needs to look for the plug. It's like everything is super hard to put together. But he finally hooked it up to a CRT TV like 10 inches, tiny, black and white, but he can finally watch the tape. The tape starts. First, it's just grainy noise. Then an image starts to appear. It's really bad quality. It's probably a... Okay, I won't mention the brand, but it's probably one of them. The the colors are distorted and the sound is 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 off too. He he adjusts the tracking so the the picture and the sound is fine and we can see someone stand in the middle of a football field. Uh, hello, hello. We are uh, we're going to start to begin band practice. Right, right behind me. There, there, there's 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 a We cut. The the image comes back. It's uh, an hour has passed. All right, guys. All right, we talked about this. Don't start playing. Steve, don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. Okay. All right. Uh, Roger. Uh, is are, are, we, are, are we ready? Roger. Roger. Wait up. I'm rolling. Thank you. All right. We're about to begin bad practice this early morning. It's 1991. The first. The video. The video flicks through. The video flicks through several hours of practicing, pieced together, one after the other, until the image you know, jumps and starts again many times until we see the same presenter in the locker room on his own. It's dark, we barely see his face and he talks to the camera. So, um, I don't really know how to say this. Um, Roger, uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, I didn't want to do it. 
don't want to do it. A huge tear, a huge, huge tear runs down his, his, his right cheek. The video gets cut. Ah, damn it, it was just getting... Ah. Ah. It spits out of the player. God, I... The, the tape has been mangled. I guess the, the journalists back in the 2000s has to sort of slowly fish the, the tape out of the machine. I'll have to... And he, he holds up a strip of it to the light to see if he can make out anything from the next coming frames. There's a faint image of what seems to be someone laying on the ground covered by blood but it's very very faint it looks like it but it's like the kind of thing that maybe it is maybe it isn't he will need help to restore the the tape we see him on on uh grainy security camera footage running running down down a hallway entering a stairwell running down and coming into a, a lab a room full of various equipment and he runs in and he says jean i i can can you what can you make of this? Can you put this back together? Of course I can. It's my job, says John. Awesome. <laughs> That's what I do all day. Just fix fix stuff. John but is hunched over a desk. Is like he, he hunches over all the time. He can barely stand straight at this point. He does. He fixes tape every day, all day long. He he he, he cannot physically. Uh, put his head up more than a 90 degree angle and so he never really sees things are coming from from above that and he frequently gets hit on the head by various objects that he cannot see or predict and uh, otherwise his his neck would snap and he would die instantly so he has to keep a, a, a lower physical uh, height so he can process all these things. But that's good for his job, because he continues. Oh, hey, uh, yeah, uh, that's my job. It's okay. Uh, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, what is it? Oh, this is a, ooh, this is an antique here, yeah. Oh, a tape from the 90s all mangled up. Oh, okay, uh, to my uh, high-tech equipment, give me a pencil. Oh, here, uh, here. And he, he, he grabs a pencil from the desk. Here, 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 have that. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, okay, now watch. You have to hold the first the first uh the first little wheel oh why didn't i think of this oh this pencil is too thin give me a bigger thicker pencil please uh, uh he runs over to the side he's like pouring through shelves uh i don't there's not there's no other oh here uh and grabs a just a huge pencil and gives it to him it's a, almost a prop I like the huge pencil. Okay, okay, here we go. And I'm rolling it up, rolling it up, rolling it up. What? Okay, why don't you, why don't you just go and grab me a piece of, a, a cup of coffee? I, I don't want people watching over me. Of course, John. It, it's, it's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some. I'll, I'll fix it for you, but it's gonna take some time. Okay, okay. I'll fix it for you. Okay, John. But it's You're gonna great. take some time. At least a time for a coffee. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going. I'm going, John. And he he uh, he goes out at a leisurely pace to go and get some coffee. We remain on John as he as he whines, um, and he finishes. 
The room well, is silent. I guess he's buzz. busy, so I'm just going to watch it myself. slowly opens the door. We, can, we can't see who it is, but it's a shadowy figure approaching John very slowly. John can't turn around because of his previously mentioned condition. But he, he, he keeps, he's focused on the tape. The shadowy figure gets closer and closer. The old cathode ray tube that Jean has positioned so that he can see it. It's like low down and sort of angled up towards him, uh, hums to life, and he inserts the old cartridge and begins to play. It flickers to life, and we see the same man before who was speaking to Roger. But now, he says. And then, in the reflection of the screen that John is watching, he sees the figure of this masked character. And just barely the, has the time to... character just like grabs John's neck, moves it a little bit to the right, and breaks his neck. <laughs> we can see... Presenting the easiest kill ever, ever to be told in a story. <laughs> we, now we can hear what the man on the TV was saying. Roger, Roger, I just, we have to hide it. We gotta, we gotta hide it! starts to flicker it's fr frozen and frozen in place at this time the journalist the journalist reporter come come back i got uh one with milk and one with sugar but they didn't have either john and he throws the coffee no and he looks up into the the frozen frame of the of the screen and he just sees that face flickering there <sighs> who john no the mask character hiding just under the desk because he didn't have time to go anywhere else uh, is secretly enjoying the scene and his plan has worked just in time before anyone could find the truth. He's managed to retrieve the cartridge from the, the, the player, although the, the image from it is still frozen on the, on the screen, but he's he has managed to retrieve the cartridge safely hiding in his lap. It's one of those persistent CRT TVs. Will the journalist manage to put together this narrative and find who has now murdered Jean? Will this cartridge from the past reveal secrets long hidden in this town? What is Roger saying? Find out when we return to the masked man the masked the, the impossible face <laughs> the masked man colon the impossible face right after this word from our sponsors hello do you have a problem with your neck Hello, uh, I, I think I do. My neck doesn't feel right. 
Hello, everyone has neck problems in their lives. That's just the nature of necks. Ow! That made it a lot worse. Ow! Is your chiropractor hurting you more than he is healing you? Yes! Does he speak like he's a real doctor, but you know he isn't? You're not a real doctor? What's that? Hello. There's a diploma on the wall. Oh, hello. I, I am not a real doctor. I feel What betrayed. you need is real medicine. <laughs> real medicine? Wow! Look at all this! You can just inject me with that? Hello. Oh. Don't listen to me. Just take real medicine. Even from me, you can trust that. Exactly. With real medicine, you can cure any ailment. We got shots, we got pills, even stuff that goes way behind, if you know what I mean. Real medicine, take it now. Oh, shots! To your oh, pills! Hello, it, hello, it's called suppositories. Real medicine, we got suppositories. I'm in other kinds of pain now! Thanks, real medicine! I don't even remember that my neck hurts! Ow! Not another suppository! Get away from me! Real medicine! Coming soon! We promise! We are real medicine! We got Welcome back to The Masked Man, Golan, The Impossible Face. When we left, beloved technician John lay dead on the ground. Frozen on the screen was a flickering image of a long, past reporter. Huddled under a desk was a man holding a cartridge, and standing over him was the journalist. Will he manage to unravel this mystery and rewind the tapes of time? Find out right now. Here we go. That afternoon, as the cops arrived to the, uh, to the crime scene, uh, the chief investigator is uh, questioning the journalist. <sighs> terrible. Really, it's terrible. So I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't know what happened. I left to get him some coffee and. Well, <sighs> it's very obvious to me who did it. You were the only one in the room. I wasn't in the room. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't in the room. Chief, you gotta believe me. I wasn't there. Come look, on. You look, know me. You look, know me. Look, look, Peter. What? Peter. Peter. Yes, I... Chief. I, I I practically raised you. You were a neighborhood kid, right? Like yeah. you you played with my son. Yeah. And you, yeah. I came over for dinner all the time. You know me. Do you do I, am I a killer? 
Why? Well, I don't know how what what becomes of people when they grow up. Maybe maybe you had this, you know. Maybe I left you town for this... two years to go to community college, and this is what you think of me. Well, you know what we think of people leaving town for community colleges. I know, Chief. It was just. I thought. I thought I could really offer something back, you know? I could learn how to really write the who's, the what's, the where's, the why's, and I could help, but... We don't want any of that. You're good where you are now. Like, you didn't need to leave. Anyway. Okay, fine. On account of our... Your friendship with my son, I will... I will dismiss you as a potential suspect. But I still want you not to leave town again. I, Is that clear? I... I left town once! I don't leave town, Chief! Ah. As Good. the interrogation is over, we follow the, the the Chief on the security camera as he goes down the hallway, leaves the building, gets into his car. <sighs> That's a tricky one. Was it? I wasn't there. You, you asked me to stay here. Dad. Listen, Buck. It's going to be a tricky one. Um, I'm going to drive back to the office. But you, you said you were... Oh. He peels out a little was too that... fast. And drives across town. Was that Peter? Yeah, Buck. It was Peter. Your old friend from the neighborhood. Oh boy, I hope he doesn't find out uh, what happened at when, when he was out of town. That would be... Well, it was only a couple of years, and there's no way he can find out. That was a while ago. Okay, I just... I just if he finds out, Dad, I, I just... I, I don't think I could live with the... Okay, Buck, take your take your wheezing medicine. <clears throat> I'm sorry. The consequences. That was the worst. Yes, I know it was the worst. Yes. All right, here we are, back at the office. They pull up to the the police precinct. Uh, there's you know a little bit of activity. It's a small town. Chief walks through, nods at a couple of people. He's a he's the big deal here. He's in charge. Buck is still in the car. He's not allowed to leave. We, yeah. Buck sits in the car, and hears a noise in the back seat behind him. Oh. We we see this from grainy dashboard footage as Buck reacts to something behind him. Who, who, who's there? He gets back into the car. There's a struggle. Oh, we see his Buck's hand placed from on, on, on the seat from behind. It starts twitching and then stops. The chief is meanwhile inside, oblivious, wandering around, checking in with people. Doing that thing he does with his pinky. 
He's reviewing traffic incidences and reports. Yeah, Chief. Uh, I just uh, I got I got a couple in lockup. You want me to you want me to do it normally, dude? Book them, let them go, or what are you what are you feeling, huh? Well, uh, well, well, Henry. Uh, what you can do is uh, give them a good old beating, you know, and let them know what's right and wrong, and then let them go. We don't have the funds to keep them overnight. I love that. I'll take my back to my good beat. I'm a, I'm, I'm a cop. That's what I do. All right. We <laughs> hear sounds. <laughs> we still see from the security camera footage this, the beating cop just leaves the room, and there's a shadowy masked figure behind the chief. It comes up behind him, and it says chilling words to him. It's band practice time. The, the chief is frozen stiff, and so is unable to get out of the way as he is, we, we see from a, an obscured, a partially obscured angle of a security camera footage down the way as he as he puts his pinkies to his mouth in terror and he is pulled suddenly to the ground, out of sight. Um, uh, and Henry comes back in. All right, Chief, uh, Chief, you, uh, oh, you must've gone out. You must've gone out for some more of that chew that you use in your pinkies there. You're, oh, all right, well, see you, Chief. And he, and he continues to walk away. Doesn't see Chief behind the desk, struggling silently. <laughs> Suddenly, Chief's feet stop shaking, and there's a pool of blood spreading from under the desk. The shadowy figure stands up. The footage stops. A week later, at the journalist's office, a new envelope comes in. The journalist opens it. Oh my god, this is a new envelope. Oh my god, this is a new envelope. And in the envelope are two pinky fingers. <laughs> and a tape. <laughs> uh, what? Okay. He carefully removes the tape. It is. It is still an old Betamax, and he must go down to the same room, the same dusty space, in one hand holding the two pinkies. Oh, God, that's... Uh, I don't know. Hopefully those don't have to go in the player as well. And he comes into the dark room, inserts inserts the Betamax, and sits down. The cathode ray flickers to life. The video starts playing. He sees what we just narrated that happened. Buck dying, the, the chief dying on the floor. But there's an extra few seconds at the end. And the masked figure says, Stop investigating. Stop investigating. As he, he's looking at the, the security camera, which has a microphone, by the way. <laughs> And then the video stops. I can't. I have to. I have to find out who's doing this. I have to do it for Buck, for Chief, for Jean. He looks into the pouch and sees the, the pinky the pinky fingers. I'd know Buck's pinky and Chief's pinky finger anywhere. Got so many wet willies from those. 
He closes them up. This could only be... This, this can only be about one place. And he races across town. Uh, we, we see him on several security, uh, like, traffic traffic cameras as he drives across town and hurries to the old football field of the derelict school long abandoned. And he stands in the middle of the field about where he saw the figure standing before band practice. And he listens. You can hear the sound of someone raking leaves. It's Yolanda, the old uh, groundskeeper. Oh, hello! Yolanda, what are you doing here? The school's been closed for years! Yeah, well, you know, habits have a hard time dying, and I'm just, you know, like, I just... What the reporter didn't know is that the government still pays Yolanda, even though the school is closed because the government is very inefficient. What you didn't know is that the government still pays me because the government is very inefficient, so I keep doing my job. Yolanda, that sounds like a great expose about the inefficiencies of, of bureaucracy. Uh, I, I want to interview later, but first, have you noticed anybody moving around? Anything happening recently? I've, got, I've gotten these packages. He reaches into his satchel, side satchel, and pulls out these two Betamaxes. I, someone's been sending these to me. Oh! Well, I don't know about the second one, but this one, I'm the one who sent it. Yes, long time ago, uh, I was given money to, to post, to put it in the post. And I didn't question it, it was just money to me, so I just put it in the post the other day. I didn't know it was you. Flashback to 20 years ago, a shadowy figure is holding a tape. <laughs> hey, Yolanda. Oh, hello. Yolanda's post exactly the same. Uh, Yolanda is unchanged. Here's 20 bucks. Send this tape to this address. Okay. Like tomorrow? No, no. In like 20 years. The, t the, the date is on the tape. I thought oh. about it. Okay, cool. Alright. No worries. Uh, As Yolanda turns around, the, the shadow of figure is not there anymore. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Smash cut back to the present. Who gave it to you? Who was that? Who told you to send it? It was a, a tall figure. It's definitely taller than me. It had a deep, throaty, <laughs> sexy voice. And, uh, uh, but I couldn't see his face very well. And by the time I turned back to him, he was gone. Yolanda is like 4'6". Everyone is taller than you, Yolanda. And you constantly tell everyone that they have a sexy voice. Ugh! Doesn't narrow it down at all. Hey, hey, hey. You, can I say something? Of course, Yolanda. You can always talk to me. I'm a little stressed. People are dying. I'm sorry. You have you you have a sexy voice. <sighs> Thanks. All right. <sighs> do you have a key? Do you have a key to the building? Yeah. Yolanda? Here we go. Here we go. Thanks. The only it's thing okay. I remember. Go on. He, go on, go on, he go on, was yeah. it was uh, slightly limping. Limping. Yeah, a little bit of a limp. Oh, God. And he rushes towards the, the school building, fiddles with an old padlock, and, it, and the door opens. The school is dark. Journalist reaches into his side satchel. Looks All we can hear are his footsteps echoing down the hallway, and he sees all the way in the back 
there is a room with uh, the lights on. Yes, you and can on, see the, on, this, the on this on this on uh, this room door is a uh, band practice room sign. And as he pushes the door and it creaks, there is a smashed trumpet on the floor. No, 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 no. Uh, Someone places his hand on the journalist's shoulder. He stays very still. Roger. Steve. Wait, Roger? I'm Roger? My name's Peter. You don't go, you don't go by that name anymore, don't you? My name? You thought I'd forget after you left town? My name is Peter. Hmm. I did it, Roger. Why? All those people. Bye, they Steve. Won't mess, they won't mess with us anymore. Steve. You didn't have to do this. You know I had to. And I also told you to stop investigating! A struggle. They fall onto the ground and are rolling back and forth. No! Steve! Stop it! Uh, and, and stop calling me that! The uh, the figure grabs the trumpet and is pressing it down on Peter's neck. It makes at like this moment, noises. At this moment, just before, just before the the life it comes, you know, is almost extinguished from the journalist. Henry comes in, and uh, uh, and, and says, oh, "I'm gonna give you a good old baiting." And starts beating Steve. I'm gonna up. give you a good old beating. <laughs> I'm a cop, and that's what I do. He says, Drake. Once the, the beating is over, it's just Peter on the floor, all bloodied up. The mass figure is gone. Uh, thanks, Henry. You're really a piece of shit most of the time, but that helped. Thanks. Yeah, anytime. I'm happy to beat up anybody. You want me to beat him up again? I can beat him up again. You want me to beat him up again? No? Suddenly. Punk! Henry gets hit on the back of the head with a trombone. <laughs> uh, Peter scrambles to his feet and starts to run. He runs deeper into the music room. He grabs a flute and spins around and holds it in front of him as the mask figure runs up to him and impales himself on a flute. Before he dies, the mask figure, also known as Steve, explains everything. Explains his motives. Explains his frustration with the other band members. <laughs> Why'd you do it? What was? What were you frustrated I, I, about with the other band members? You kept making fun of us because we were in the AV club, and nobody remembered me because there was another Steve in the band, and I just wanted to. I wanted people to. Blood starts dripping out of his mouth. And just and, and just before he finishes, he, he explains the link with the chief officer and his son Buck. What'd you have to do to Buck? Why'd you do it? Uh, and and Peter is slowly letting him down, sort of cradling him as he sets him onto the ground. We could have, if you just left town with me. Why'd you? Why did you? Why'd you have to? Why'd you? What'd you do to no Buck? No one leaves town, and they they were bullies. That's enough to kill people. Little flute sounds are coming out as well as he, as he gurgles. You should have stayed with me 
and endure the bullying that you have. Peter stands as as the final as his final breaths and little sort of come out of the flute and it trails off. He looks around at Henry who's passed out and there's a dead murder in front of him. He says maybe maybe I should have left and never come back. And he strides out of the school. At this moment, Yolanda kicks in the door. He says, ah, I'll have to clean this mess up again. <laughs> again? <laughs> again? And that's Yolanda the is end. nothing but a professional. <laughs> nothing but a professional. The mask, that's, that was the mask. Man, no, the the masked man, colon, the impossible face. The impossible face. That was so wonderful. Thank you so much, Julian, for creating that with us. Um, we oh, are you. going. Thank you. We're going to chat a little bit now, and it'll be available as a separate podcast, a little after show. But before we before we go, how do people find you so that they can keep track of all your wonderful projects, see your plays? How what are they? How do oh, they fi it, find out about you? It's super easy. They go on Instagram or Facebook and they type in. Julian Actor. That's J-U-L-I-E-N-A-C-T-O-R. Julian Actor. Uh, and you'll find all the information. Really easy. Very Super easy. easy. Find find out all about all the wonderful things Julian is up to. I uh, got a play coming in February. Teaching improv classes in Paris. Is that right? You're, in, yes, you're, still, you're and, still in Paris? And, and a monthly two-prof show in Paris, too, at the theater. Wow! Check that yes. out, everybody. Um, and if you want to catch our after show conversation about that, make sure you subscribe because it'll drop a little bit later. Um, thank you so much, Julian. And thank you, Caesar, thank as you. well. And cheers, everybody. <laughs> Stay safe out there. Watch out for stray uh, flutes. And have a good one. Flutes cannot be trusted. <laughs> <laughs>